Welcome in to this episode of the Chief Zone Podcast. Farzine Vesugian here with you, previewing the final game of the regular season. Chiefs Chargers will take place in LA. It is, of course, the final week of the regular season. So uh, a lot of teams uh, playing for the final time this Saturday or Sunday. A lot of teams fighting for a playoff spot a lot on the line for a lot of teams not the case for kansas city so no shocker patrick mahomes will not play in sunday's game against the chargers that is really at this point protocol with an andy reed football team where you rest the starters now there is a possibility some starters will play andy reed did not dismiss that possibility so we'll discuss that also the injury report uh, and of course preview the game and i'll give you guys my prediction at the end of it on obviously we'll do our week 17 roundup week 18 preview it's gonna be a big preview segment here because we got a lot of teams to get into here to on this episode tonight so very excited to get into that appreciate you guys watching live on facebook and on youtube and for those who are listening to the archive version apple spotify wherever it may be thank you guys for making the podcast part of your your night your morning your day whatever uh time of day it is much appreciated to everyone downloading and listening to this episode of the Chief Zone Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. Chiefs fans, your team is in the playoffs. They just clinched the AFC West on Sunday, beating the Cincinnati Bengals. And you got a chance to see your team in the playoffs. You can get your tickets through SeatGeek. And if you're a new customer, you can get $20 off by using my promo code Farzine at checkout. So go to SeatGeek.com, get your tickets there. If you see a green dot next to those tickets, that is good. You're paying a good price for those tickets. Definitely buy those tickets. Avoid any ticket prices that have a red dot next to those ticket prices. That is bad. You're essentially overpaying for those tickets. So SeatGeek keeps it honest with you guys. Go to SeatGeek.com. Use my promo code Farzine if you're a new SeatGeek customer, and you will save $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. All right, let's get right into it. Good news to start things off. Harrison Butker, buttkicker.com, as Andy Reid once called them, wins the AFC Special Teams Player of the Week Award. No surprise there after he went six of six, making uh, all of his field goals plus the one extra point attempt and getting that big win over the Cincinnati Bengals to clinch the AFC West. And I'll tell you what, uh, and we talked about this last night with Mike DeVito, which, by the way, shout out to Mike DeVito coming on the podcast last night. If you haven't done so, please check that podcast out. Great conversation with Mike um, and definitely looking forward to having him again down the road in the future. Very, very cool guy. Um, I, I knew he was a nice guy, but uh, definitely a lot cooler, more cooler than I expected when uh, when we had our conversation last night. But um we were talking about the offense, and I told him I, I, when I was watching the game on Sunday, and I rewatched it, and I noticed it the second time. This Chiefs team, after the seventeen-seven deficit, yeah, it was kind of ugly with the uh, the blow up on the sideline between Willie Gay and Charles Minihu, Um, and of course being down seventeen-seven, down by ten. After that moment. Everybody had fun. Even the offense, even though the offense did not score a touchdown the rest of the game, everybody looked like they were having fun. And I know a lot of people are still talking about how 
the Chiefs did not score a touchdown and they got to be better about that. Yes, 100%. That is not uh, up for a debate. Uh, the Chiefs absolutely need to be better about that. However, in recent weeks, the Chiefs have struggled hitting the 20-point threshold in some of their games. So the way I view this game is they needed to make progress at some point. They did that in this football game. And yeah, 100%. You got to turn those field goals into touchdowns. But as Travis Kelsey said on his podcast, you do have that field goal kicker as your safety net. Um, that is why you kick the field. I know this offense right now is reminding me a lot of the Alex Smith offense in 2017, where Alex Smith did have the best passer rating in the NFL that year, but the Chiefs were the worst red zone offense, which is a huge reason why they uh, drafted Patrick Mahomes and essentially made that switch from Smith to Mahomes because of the uh, red zone struggles. And you're kind of seeing that again. And that definitely needs to be uh, worked out for sure uh, come playoff time. So uh, we'll see if the Chiefs can work on some of that because, l listen, I, as much as they're going to rest the starters, the wide receiver room is really thin right now. So, I mean, I mean, I don't know how much uh, Rishi Rice is going to play. Probably not a lot. So that might mean a lot more snaps for Justin Ross. Blaine Gabbard alluded to that uh, in his press conference on Wednesday. And by the way, if you haven't done so, go listen to Blaine Gabbard's press conference. I'm not someone who gushes over press conferences or anything like that. I mean, it's, it's really a lot of, you, you know, you get some information, uh, but a lot of it, you know, is kind of common knowledge. Uh, you just kind of want to get maybe an opinion uh, on, uh, on a certain subject from a coach or a player. But uh, listening to Blaine Gabbert was very interesting because this is someone who, uh, you know, just the attitude he had. And he's done a few press conferences since his time uh, in Kansas City, uh, since he signed with the team in the offseason. But, man, the guy just seemed very upbeat, very happy. You can tell he's very excited. And, obviously, his career path has not gone the way anyone thought it was going to go coming out of Mizzou. So uh, this is an opportunity for him to come out and uh, try to try to do his best, uh, obviously. So he knows his role and he's very excited to see. So very cool to see uh, how this, uh, how this team does uh, against the, um, against the chargers on Sunday. I don't have a lot of expectations. We will break down the game, but it's going to be a much different breakdown because I'm sure the chargers are going to have a lot of backups as well. in this one, trying to sort things out for the final game as they go into the off season with a lot of question marks, who is their head coach going to be? You know, that, that that's step one. And Justin Herbert, that guy's going to be, um, he's going to have three different head coaches in the span of, what, five years? It's going to be crazy. Um, but hey, man, uh, that's a topic for another time. So, uh, yeah, going back to what we were saying, uh, for sure the offense needs to improve. You know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, obviously, you know, you had a t second touchdown right there. But... MVS dropping one. I, I, I don't know, man. It, it's just, they're just adding up at this point. Unfortunately, two wide open opportunities for him. Uh, this And of course, you know, he had one. I'll give him a, a break on the second one where, okay, it's, you know, you're, you have to extend your arms all the way and got to really go full speed. But man, you're seeing college football players make that play. Uh, so I don't know. At the end of the day, can you really uh, give him a break that much? I don't know. I'm not really sure. Uh, by the way, I see a lot of you guys are uh, are here watching. Yeah, we'll get into the uh, the Kelsey part. So uh, we'll we'll discuss all that, and I'll read some of your guys' comments as the show goes on. So if you guys have any questions, comments, please let, let me know. This is not going to be a very long podcast. By the way, um, I uh, I got a question for you guys. 
Um, so I'm not really, uh, for those of you listening to the podcast version, this is going to be very boring. So I apologize, but bear with me. So I'm not really the biggest fan of this light. I mean, the face looks good on my screen, but if I turn it off, how does it look to you guys? And please be completely honest with me. Cause I got to know, um, I mean, you guys are the ones watching this. So I got to know from you guys, is this as bad as it looks to me or, do I definitely need to have some sort of light? Because I don't like the light I have right now. It's, I don't know if I can even show it. No, I can't really lift it up well. Um, I'm not really the biggest fan of this light. Okay, not need the light. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of this light. Um, okay, wow, thank you guys. Uh, I appreciate the honesty. I feel like sometimes viewers are a little like too scared to give an honest opinion. I love you guys, man. Keep it 100 with me. Okay, yeah, definitely need the light. Uh, what I need is a new light because I do not like this light. I'm sure you guys have noticed like sometimes it just goes dark like this while I'm talking. It just goes dark randomly. <laughs> um, the battery power uh, on this thing is not very good. Um, the camera that I got here uh, it came with this light, came like with this little, um, I don't know what you like, a uh, content creator package is what they called it. Uh, I love Sony. I really do. The things they try to do to make uh, people feel like they uh, got their money's worth. Um, but I definitely um, changed the watts. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm not very well versed with all of this equipment stuff. Like the way I'm looking at you guys, my desk here used to be a mess i've like cleaned it up now it still looks kind of crazy but it's pretty good now um i built this thing back in july so uh no i appreciate you guys' opinions that's what i needed to know uh 100 what i needed to know uh so uh i'll um and by the way for those of you who are asking questions uh please uh bear with me i'll get to uh your guys comments as the show goes on um i need to get a new light should have uh should have asked one uh for christmas but that's my fault okay Let's move on back to the show here. I, I do want to mention one more thing about the game on Sunday because there is this whole uproar that, oh my God, Kansas City double team Jamar Chase. How dare they? You know, they are not playing like true men. They had to double team Jamar Chase. Give me a break. <laughs> what a joke. Like, what are you watching? I'm watching football. Okay. I'm watching American football. Okay. Spoiler alert, Cincinnati fans, your defense has been double teaming guys. In fact, they double teamed Travis Kelsey a lot in this game and did a good job doing so, as they should. Travis Kelsey, even though he's not having as big of a year, that's what you're supposed to do. You know who else Cincinnati double teamed a lot? It was Rasheed Rice. Uh, so, you know, as a Chiefs fan, would it make sense to respond and say, oh, look at the Bengals, so scared of a rookie receiver? No, that's what you're supposed to do. Um, but there's nothing wrong with double teaming someone. You know, um, if you uh, use the dink and dunk type of offense, you know, it's not exciting, but there's nothing wrong with it. If it's helping you win football games, uh, I always find it interesting when, when fans bring this up, uh, there's nothing wrong with double teaming someone. Now with that said, uh, for those of you that don't know what the all 22 is, it essentially shows you a very wide angle of the game. It's usually about an hour long, and they have two different angles of it, uh, two wide angles. You basically, this is how football teams uh, review game film is that, and then it will be available to the public uh, usually about 48 hours after the game. So I watch the All-22. I don't normally do this often, but I watch the All-22 
Jamar Chase was only double teamed three times in the game. That's it. Just three times in the entire game. I think he played 30 some odd snaps. Uh, I want to say it was 34 off the top of my head. Um, he only, uh, let me double check on that. Uh, Cause I want this to be accurate here uh, just for the record, but, but he was only double teamed three times. That's the most important thing here. So people, uh, you know, Bengals fans are in this, like, because Jamar Chase made a comment about how the chiefs can't, uh, you know, defend anybody one-on-one. They just took his word and ran from there as it was like a factual statement, which I always find interesting. Um, but he was indeed not double teamed the entire game. So if anybody, I mean, if any of you guys are still uh, chatting with uh, the fellow Bengals fans online who are talking about Jamar Chase being double teamed, go ahead and let them know that Jamar Chase played 54 snaps. Obviously, not all of them were passing snaps. And in that entire game, he was only double teamed three times. They can check the all 22. They just need to give a premium subscription to NFL Plus. It's, It's out there for the general public to see. So I find it funny that people are making a big deal about this whole thing when at the end of the day, he was only double teamed three times. Legereus, they'd shut him down. Completely shut him down. Um, that's football for you, even if they did double team him. A uh, little bit of bad news today. Uh, former Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill, his home caught on fire today. Now, if you, I, I've seen Tyreek Hill's uh, house before uh, in a YouTube video he did last offseason. And uh, he's got a he's got a nice house, especially outside with everything he's got, um, the way it looks and everything. It, it's a pretty cool house. And I know uh, he's been uh, co- collaborating with good old Jake Paul. So uh, they've been uh, they've been uh, having fun and, and doing all kinds of things at, at his home. But uh, unfortunately, caught on fire from the pictures. It looks really bad. You can see smoke coming out of several different parts of the um, of the building. Uh, and if you, they also show a wide shot, like there are, um, there are, you know, several big homes in that area. So I don't know what caused it. Fortunately, no, uh, no one was hurt or injured. Uh, in fact, they actually show Tyreek Hill, uh, by the way, I didn't realize this Tyreek Hill was in a boot. Um, Lee, he left Miami practice early, uh, to attend to this matter and, uh, helicopters actually show Tyreek Hill, uh, with his family outside, and he is seen in a boot on his uh, on his left foot. So I was not aware he was dealing with a foot injury of some sort. That may play a factor this um, this Sunday night in a huge game that Chiefs fans definitely need to uh, keep an eye on. But man, I mean that just sucks. Like obviously you spent millions of dollars on this home. I mean it's it's in South Florida, so I'm sure it costs a lot of money. But um, fortunately, uh, no one was hurt. Everyone okay. Um, that's, uh, that's what matters the most. Everything else at the end of the day can, uh, can easily be replaced, especially if you're making a lot of money. Uh, yeah, a lot of stress that can be easy, but, um, everyone's okay. That's what matters the most. So there you have it there. Okay. So let's talk about the chiefs for a moment here as, uh, I'll get into the injury report in a moment. Uh, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, Patrick Mahomes will not play in this game. Obviously the right move moving forward, uh, for week 18 feels weird to say week 18 still. I'm not used to that. I'm not used to that at all. Um, I am so used to week 17 being that final game, uh, especially on New Year's weekend and, and whatnot. And then January, uh, unless you play on like on January 2nd or 3rd, uh, really January is playoff time. So um, not this year, but last year, everyone did play two regular season games in January. So there's that. But nonetheless, uh, Andy Reid 
did not dismiss the possibility of Travis Kelsey playing on Sunday. Now, for those who don't know, Travis Kelsey, he needs 16 yards to get 1,000 yards. And if he does this, he will do it for the eighth year in a row. Only seven players in NFL history have done that. One of them is an active player in Mike Evans for the Bucks. So it's going to be one of those weird situations where, you know, I mean, if you're if you're L.A., you kind of know they're going to be trying to push it to Kelsey. So you would want to double team him. Right. Um, don't tell that to Bengals fans. They think double teaming is a horrible thing. But ultimately, yeah, you know, I'm not sure where this goes because Brandon Staley last year in a very meaningless week 18 game put his starters out there and Keenan Allen got hurt. And then, of course, the following week was the blown law, uh, blown, blown lead to the uh, Jaguars where they were up 27 nothing. So it was a double whammy back to back weeks, uh, the regular season finale and in the um, in the playoff loss in the wild card round. So, you know, um, everyone online is talking about Isaiah Pacheco getting his 1000 yards. Uh, people want to see Rasheed Rice get his 1000 yards. If you want Kelsey, Rice, and Pacheco to all get a thousand yards. That means they all got to play in this game from start to finish. You're not going to get everyone everyone's one thousand yards locked up very early on. Even though the Chargers' defense is bad, we know with the backup QB that's not likely, unless they play the entire game. Listen, Pacheco, he'll have plenty of opportunities to get a thousand yards in his career. I think he's getting better. I know he dealt with another injury, and we'll get into that shortly. Rasheed Rice, again, I'll say the same thing. He will have. Plenty of chances to get 1,000 yards in a single season. Uh, and the guy didn't play much very early on in the season, too. Yeah, he didn't score a touchdown against the Lions in week one in that NFL season opener, but he didn't have as many snaps early on as he as he has now. So uh, he'll get his opportunity down the line to have plenty of 1,000-yard receiving seasons. Um, Travis Kelsey, this guy has given everything and has always been a team first guy. I, I want to see Travis Kelsey get this. And here's the other thing. And I'm a little nervous if this happens or not, because some people think this could be Travis Kelsey's last year. Kind of depends on how things could go. Travis Kelsey needs one 100 yard postseason game to beat Jerry Rice's record for most 100 yard playoff games in a career. How cool would that be? To pass maybe the best pass catcher of all time in NFL history for a postseason record. Um, I would rather Kelsey get that than this 1,000-yard receiving season record. But we'll see what they do. I think they will uh, definitely... Um, yeah, uh, Kadarius Tony is expected to come back in this one. Um, but Hey, Blaine Gabbert did say, if he's going to play, we will find a way to get him 17 yards. So we'll see, uh, what the chiefs want to do with that right there. Um, let's go to the injury report real quickly. It's actually a big injury report for, uh, for both the chargers and the, um, chiefs. I'm actually, I'm actually scrolling a lot to get there. Okay. It doesn't take that long, but you know, for an injury report, it is a lot. Uh, players who did not practice, Chris Jones did not practice due to a groin injury, nor did Rasheed Rice. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. Isaiah Pacheco. I saw his name just a second ago. Where is it? Uh, there he is. He had a a quad injury that came up. He, uh, they also put the shoulder injury on here as well. He had the surgery a couple of weeks ago. And then another player who didn't practice, Lugerius Sneed. He continues to not practice despite playing on Sunday. Uh, and again, did a phenomenal job. To go back to that uh, whole um, Lugerius Sneed uh, versus Jamar Chase, 
I know a lot of people are saying Jamar Chase didn't practice or had a uh, shoulder injury. Legere State had a calf injury, didn't practice last week. Jamar Chase actually practiced, so uh, Legere State continues to miss time. And you know what? I don't think any of these four guys should play anyway. Um, you're essentially trying to create uh, a bye week. This is a self-imposed bye week. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens are going to be uh, giving their their team, I, I would assume, a bye week. Yeah, I know they're going to be off a lot, and they actually had a bad experience last time they did that, but, you know. We'll see. It's doable. The Chiefs rested their starters in 2020 when they had the number one seed locked up. So Patrick Mahomes did not play for two weeks uh, or three weeks, technically, and still looked fine in the playoffs. So it is doable. You just got to manage everything the right way. Uh, now, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes were both on the injury report. Travis Kelsey has a neck injury and was limited in practice. Andy Reid did not bring this up. So this was a surprise when the injury report came out. And then Patrick Mahomes... He has an ankle injury, and um, that was also a surprise. But he was a full participant in practice today. Now, when they say full participant, I don't know really what that means because he's not going to be playing in Sunday's game. He's probably getting minimal reps anyway. So even though it says full, it's probably, you know, limited uh, since he's not getting the first team reps this week. So, and again, you know, uh, we'll see Kelsey what happens there. If he practiced, that's at least good news. And I don't know if something happened in practice today that led to that. So and practice has changed a lot over the years in the NFL where the media is allowed, uh, was allowed to check all of practice out. And then they've kind of regressed over the years, especially with social media and whatnot. So uh, I'll leave it at that there. Uh, Blake Bell and Noah Gray also in the injury uh, on the injury report. Both were full participants, though. Nick Bolto was a full participant. Trent McDuffie was full. Uh, Justin Ross with an illness. He was full. Donovan Smith came back to practice today for the first time in a couple of weeks. He was a full participant in practice. Uh, and Kadarius Tony returned to practice as well with a hip and now an ankle injury, but was limited in practice. The Chargers also have a big injury report. Keenan Allen didn't practice due to a heel injury. Joey Bosa did not practice. He is uh, designated to return, though, so there's a chance he plays. Obviously, it would be the last chance uh, this year. Khalil Mack, not injury-related. They always uh, rest the guy, kind of like how the Chiefs did with Tom Bahali over the years. Um and uh, several other guys. I'm not going to dive deep into that. Zion Johnson, the guard, did not practice. That is going to be an interesting one. We'll get into the uh, Chargers offensive line because that, to me, kind of like the Bengals game, uh, especially late in the game where the Chiefs defense came alive and just kept going after Jake Browning. Uh, that is going to be very important again uh, this week if the Chiefs want to pull off a win. Um, I still remember in 2013 when the Chiefs, uh, you know, no one knew the Chiefs were going to start all of their backups. And when they did that, um, uh, it was a surprise and you know, you watch the game, you're probably not as invested into it. Maybe if you're a Mizzou fan, because it was Chase Daniel who started that game, but then as the game was so close and the Chargers were fighting for a playoff spot and went into overtime, you all of a sudden got into it because you know, you, you wanted to do everything you could to keep the Chargers away from uh, getting into the playoffs. But, uh, unfortunately the chiefs uh, were not able to do that. All right. I'm going to get into your guys' comments now. Aiden says Chiefs going to beat the Chargers, and here's proof. The Chargers didn't have receivers in a QB, and the Chargers defense gave up 63 points to the Raiders. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, 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 listen, the Chargers have had all kinds of issues this year with injuries, and now, of course, uh, an interim head coach taking over. Um, but I'm not quite sure 
uh, you know, ultimately, yeah, every game is different, Aiden. You got to under, understand that. I, I still think the Chiefs are going to win this game. Not the end of the world if they don't because it's a meaningless game. But here's the thing. Here's what I want to push back on here with your comment is when the Chiefs lost to the Broncos, they were getting ready for the Dolphins in Germany. What, 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 what were people outside of Kansas City saying? They kept saying, guess what? You're about to face the Dolphins, a team that just put up 70 recently to the Broncos. And people were using that as like evidence as to why the Chiefs would lose to the Dolphins. Well, look what happened. The Dolphins were shut out in the first half and that they essentially got lucky on that second touchdown. If Chris Jones does not talk back to the player, whoever it was, um, that third down stop would not have turned into an automatic first down, just like how it happened last year against Indianapolis. So um, the, the, the Dolphins essentially were just shut, shut down completely. Uh, by the Chiefs defense in this game. Uh, second touchdown was a big gimme one. So, um, yeah, but, you know, my, my, my point is uh, people thought because the Chiefs lost to the Broncos and that the Dolphins put up 70 on the Broncos that the Chiefs were going to get annihilated by, by the Dolphins. And that was not at all even close to that. Gwen says, is it an Andy Reid issue if it's the same issues with Alex and now with Andy? Okay, you're referring to the red zone thing. Um, no, I, I wouldn't say it's really an Andy issue. I, I, I just think it's a this year's team issue, which goes from Andy to everyone down. Um, and I think part here's here's what I really think is, is the issues with the red zone. I think the Chiefs, you know, the drops are a part of it. Patrick Mahomes has made a couple of poor decisions in the red zone this year. I know a couple of times uh, when the Chiefs get into a rhythm, they tend to fumble the football, sometimes in the red zone. I remember in the Broncos loss, um, the Chiefs were kind of getting into a rhythm at one point, and then MVS fumbles the football to Denver. In the Buffalo game, uh, Chiefs offense was getting into a rhythm. Rishi Rice fumbled the football, which has been a, an issue for him this year, as good as he's been as a rookie. Um even though the, the Bills did not score off that turnover, you never know. You know, when you were getting into a rhythm like that, maybe that could have changed things. And then the whole Travis Kelsey throw to Kadarius Tony, maybe that whole thing would not have ever happened in the first place if um, if the, if Rasheed Rice did not fumble. But we can't really get into that too much. Uh, Travis Kelsey fumbling in the red zone against the Eagles on Monday Night Football didn't help either. So I think those kinds of things where the Chiefs do get into a rhythm because I've been saying this for several weeks, the Chiefs do not have a lot of issues moving the football. They're not great at scoring, although it was better this week, even with a majority of them coming from your kicker. Um, the, the whole thing with the Chiefs is they they just hurt themselves so much. These self-inflicted wounds uh, that are drive killers and um, you give the ball away when you when you make it look like it's one of your better drives of the game. So. Chiefs definitely need to be better about that moving forward. Bud wants to see Kelsey get the 1,000. Yeah, I really want to see it as well. Uh, Tyler says play Elvis Gerback. He's a lazy MVS. Yeah, MVS just been a just been a bad year for him. Um, and I even heard Tim Grunhart on A10 this week. He goes, he, he's toast. You know, former players are former players try to be very defensive. Let me reword that. I, I, I just think former players try to always give the benefit of the doubt to a, to a current player because they know what it's like to go through a slump. Uh, Mike DeVito last night was talking about, you know, if a batter is going through a slump, you know, do you take him out because he's been uh, in that bad situation for two, three, four games? In a sport like baseball, no, because you have 162 games or whatever it is now they that they play. Um, 
So I don't know. Um, I get it, but man, you got former players just really giving up on the guy. Are these offensive woes a naggy or a read issue? Wasn't the offensive coordinator at the time with Smith also with Mahomes? See, Gwen, this is a good point. And I said this in the offseason. I said, look, Matt Nagy, I don't care what he did as the head coach of the Bears. I know this team is getting compared to that Bears offense. But let's not forget, he won coach of the year with Mitchell Trubisky as a a QB at one season. Um, Now, I did say in the offseason that Matt Nagy did a great job in 2018 and 2017. No, I'm sorry. um, 2016 and 2017. 2018 was Eric Bietemi. Um, so if he did a good job back in 2017 with Alex Smith running things, uh, under center, you know, shouldn't Patrick Mahomes, you know, that, that offense be even better, especially with the relationship Mahomes and Nagy seem to have outside of the field. I know they hang out a lot. They've gone to several high school games together. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. At the end of the day, um, it's, it's tough to really see. I think part of it is also on the wide receivers coach. Um, a, a lot of people are responsible for that. Saw the stats you posted. Not true. What? What's that? What's that? Are you referring to, Lori? Because um, I'm uh, I'm about 20 minutes behind on the comments, so you gotta you gotta let me know which stat are you referring to. The stats say they only double teamed him three times. Yeah, I I saw it with my own two eyes, and I, you know, not that I ever want to use someone else's backup, but um, uh, and I forgive me, I don't have the person's name. I did share that. Uh, someone from A to Z Sports also said the same thing as as I did that the guy was only covered three uh, double team three times so um Justin Churchill of A to Z Sports so yeah there you have it Let's tackle football and double team is part of the game yeah double I mean that's what it is you know what I find funny is uh when you play Madden if uh if someone's like throwing near the sidelines or if they are doing uh screen passes all game long, like the opponent gets mad. They're like, Oh, you play like a whim. Well then you know what I'm doing. So why don't you stop it? Uh, if you know what I keep doing every single time, uh, I know, uh, video gamers also do do this with like a game, like call of duty. Oh, you threw a grenade or, uh, you're camping for those who don't know what camping is. It's kind of like when you hide in a corner and you just wait for your opponent to like get in front of you somewhere and you just sneak up behind them. I mean, that's the game. Don't hate the player. Don't hate the game either. If you don't like it, sell it. Get rid of it. I don't know. Stop complaining. Uh, Samo says you won that game that mattered and they didn't. Yeah, I mean, listen, whatever you need to do to win football games, do it. That's, again, that's that's sports. I know it's a very difficult concept for um People don't understand. I mean, Samuel, I see you're, uh, you're, you're, you obviously come in here a lot. You're a Raiders fan. I mean, the Chiefs, they had seven awful seconds against the Raiders. Those seven bad seconds were the difference maker. Yeah, maybe the Chiefs outgained the Raiders and did all these other things better than the Raiders, but they didn't win the game because they hurt themselves in those seven seconds. That's, that's football, man. Uh, you got to find ways uh, to overcome that. Uh, Scott's asking, do you think that we should sign Delvin Cook? Yeah, so for those who don't know, Delvin Cook, um, kind of a surprise to me, uh, was let go 
by the Jets. Everyone thought this was going to be a big pickup for the Jets back when Aaron Rodgers, you know, before his injury. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has had quite a year, man. The guy's injured and only played, what, four plays? And he's having quite a season. Uh, I will leave it at that. Um, should they, with Jarek McKinnon right now on IR, not really the worst idea in the world, so I'm not opposed to this at all. I would assume Dalvin Cook wants to play for a contender. So maybe Dalvin Cook could help push the Chiefs further forward. Uh, and maybe this is an option you use in the passing game. So simple routes with him because he can't grasp the entire offense right away before the playoffs. If you're going to do it, you got to do it fast to, you know, let him get acclimated with the offense during this, you know, self-imposed bye week, if you will. And then get ready for it uh, for the following week when they get ready for uh, whoever they play in the playoffs, which I think is going to end up being the Miami Dolphins. You guys probably already know I, my prediction for Sunday Night Football. Uh, we'll get into that later on, though. So we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, do you think we need to start Wanya Morris after Donovan is healthy is a really good question because Donovan Smith has not been very good this year. He's been actually very bad. Wanya Morris got off to a really good start in the last couple of weeks. He has definitely been uh, put to the test. He's def definitely got his welcome to the NFL moments the last couple of weeks. So um, we'll uh, we'll have to. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how to answer that, Brent. I'm not really sure. I kind of want to go with Wanya Morris because he's had good moments this year, but then Donovan Smith is the veteran and he does have playoff experience. Um, and it, but he's also dealing with an injury, so I don't really know. That is the whoever you put. You know, here's I'll actually answer it like this, Brent. I don't really care who who you put at this point because Wanya has struggled lately. I think with a full off season he can get better, and I think the Chiefs are going to give him another opportunity. But whoever you put out there. You gotta, you gotta give them some help with a tight end or a running back. Um, I was very surprised they didn't do it against, um, against Trey Hendrickson. So hopefully they, uh, they, and I think Wanya Morris did play better as that game went on on Sunday. So we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Bring the dogs. Don't hold up on them. We need to tear someone down. Prosperity. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I'll read a few more comments here before I get to the week 17 rounds up roundup. Yeah. A lot of you guys, uh, wishing, uh, Tyreek Hillwell on that, um, that situation. Yeah. That's, that's never a good thing. That is never a good thing. So hopefully, um, hopefully they, uh, they can, uh, figure all of that out. Sean says our offense was much better against Cincy, even though Cincy's defense kind of stinks. Do you think we will build off that? Yeah, this is a good question. And, and yeah, you, you make a good point. Their defense is bad, but you have to start somewhere. And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, this um, this is a team that struggled scoring the last few weeks. Um, so they needed to do something to get going in the right direction. So I'm glad they did that. I don't care who you're playing against. I don't care if you're playing an XFL team. Okay. Because Lord knows the Chiefs have an XFL quality set of receivers uh, in general. So at the end of the day, um, oh, the Pro Bowl's out. Um, at the end of the day, you, um, I, I, I think you got to do what you can uh, for, um, for this Chiefs team. When is the best time to buy Chiefs tickets and what sections do you recommend? Uh, you know, Arrowhead just has like a full 360 view. So I don't really think there's like a special place to sit unless you're sitting in the owner's suite. But uh, in my opinion, uh, you know, I, I like to see 
the chief sideline. So I always like to sit on the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, behind the opposing bench. So, uh, and, and me personally, I like to see everything from an angle. So third level seats are cheaper. Anyway, you tend to get, you know, more, uh, rowdy people in that area. Uh, and I'm putting that nicely. So, uh, but I like to see, uh, things from a wide angle, but Susan, if you're looking for playoff tickets, you know where to go. SeatGeek.com. Make sure you, uh, you get the uh, tickets that have a green dot next to it. And if you're a new SeatGeek customer, use my promo code Farzine for $20 off your first purchase. Uh, do you think we need to bring back the fullback instead of carrying too many in-app receivers? I was thinking about this the other day. I'm wondering if the Chiefs consider a, a move back to fullback this offseason because um, this has been uh, kind of a weird year uh, with the... Um, with the Chiefs offense. And I, I don't know how much the fullback has to do uh, with it. I thought the Chiefs would maybe use a tight end more often uh, at that position, but um, they have not uh, been doing much of that this year. So we'll, uh, we'll have to see what they uh, decide to do there. So the uh, Pro Bowl has been, uh, uh, the, the Pro Bowl roster is out. I'm actually trying to post this as I talk. So that's why I'm kind of stumbling on my words here. So apologies as I do this, but five Chiefs are named to the 2024 Pro Bowl game. Uh, no surprise on some of these. Uh, let me uh, bear with me. Give me just like three seconds. Okay. So I just wanted to post this uh, without being distracted. So the Chiefs have five Pro Bowlers. Creed Humphrey, Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Tooney. Five alternates have also been named Legereus Smith, Trey Smith, Isaiah Pacheco. That's really cool. Isaiah Pacheco definitely deserves it. Willie Gay and Nick Bolton. Wow, two linebackers uh, named to the uh, named as... Um, as a Pro Bowl alternate, I saw uh, Sam McDowell of the Kansas City Star, um, and he just tweeted this. He said, "What more? Uh, not sure what more Legereus Need needs to do to make a Pro Bowl, folks." I'm just going to be completely upfront here, and I said this um, in some uh, conversation uh, online. Yeah, no, Karloff. This eh. listen. So much of this is name recognition. And I think a lot of times, too, like especially with offensive linemen, people don't know who to vote in. So they just vote for like the best uh, whatever, whoever is like playing for the best team. That's really how it all works out. It's a popularity contest. Um, I will say with Legereus Sneed, because Legereus Sneed has played great overall since coming to the NFL. I think his second year took a big step back when he was like second or third among all cornerbacks and catches allowed. He's played a lot better this year. No touchdowns allowed. Yes, that is a stat. That's not a very researchable stat unless you're paying premium for PFF, which not, not everyone does. Sneed doesn't have the interceptions. Trent McDuffie um, does not have the Trent McDuffie has yet to get an inter interception in his career. Um, even though he's played, I think McDuffie and Sneed are a lethal cornerback duo, but the things they're doing don't show up on stat sheets. And that's why they're not getting to the Pro Bowl this year. Uh, Sneed is as, a, as an alternate, but, you know, uh, that, that technically does not count uh, to my understanding. So if a, a player has it in their contract that um, that they will get a bonus if they make the Pro Bowl, it doesn't always end up being that way. So uh, I don't know. I mean, listen, Orlando Brown's made the Pro Bowl uh, four times. Did Orlando Brown make the Pro Bowl again? I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. 
But if he was such a great player, why is he playing for three different teams in the span of five years? I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't think he made the Pro Bowl this time. Um, okay, he's an alternate this year. And I think part of that is name recognition because he's been there before, even though he leads the NFL in pressures allowed. Um, you know, and I know there's not the Pro Bowl. There's an all-star voting thing. I remember, um, in like one of the last couple of years before his, uh, before he retired, Kobe Bryant got injured and he played five games, five or six games. He got voted in as a starter. So the, uh, listen, obviously we all love Kobe and everything, but this kind of thing is like a popularity contest. Sometimes it really is. I mean, there are guys that. You know, you'll be like, who the hell is this guy? Oh, he's playing for the best team in the NFL, even though he's, you know, he, he's that guy that shows up for a group project and does nothing, but he gets an A on the project. That's what some of these Pro Bowl players get. So listen, man, the Pro Bowl is not what it once was. I know they're trying to make it interesting with all these skills competition stuff. I don't know if that's even going to help ultimately, but that is what the NFL is trying to do with the uh with the Pro Bowl nowadays. So we'll move on from that and talk about the week 17 we saw in the NFL. Cowboys Lions. Oh boy, let's start with that one. Um yeah, everyone knows what happened with Taylor Decker checking in, not checking in. So he did enter the field, but who or whoever number 70 was the referee was approached by another offensive lineman and he goes up to the Cowboys to let them know, Hey, this person's eligible. Meanwhile, 70s trying to enter. And I think that's Taylor Decker, but the referee was not even paying attention to that. He was going straight to the, um, straight to the Cowboys defense. So they saw number 70 and they go, Oh, who's this guy? We didn't see him come in. We were too busy talking to this guy who checked in and into the game. So the NFL did come out kind of um, defending the refs on this one here. So, I can see both sides of it, but it's ultimately your responsibility to check in properly. Make sure the referee knows you check in. And by the way, the referees do turn on their mic and they announce to the whole stadium, hey, number blah, blah, blah is checking in. So if you don't hear your number, that's on you. That is on you. Bills 27, Pats 21. Bills won this game, but my God, Josh Allen, what the hell is he doing passing the, throwing the ball? 15 of 30, no um, no touchdowns, one pick. He did run 11 times for 44 yards and two touchdowns, so he, he kind of made up for it, but you're not going to be able to save your team by running all the time. People were saying this about Mahomes recently, and Mahomes is running for his life. Well, yeah, I know. Josh Allen had to do it too because the guy was too scared to throw the football. Couldn't even connect with his receivers half the time. Bailey Zappi, on the other hand, threw three interceptions in the first 17 minutes of the game. Uh, first 17, 18 minutes of the game, and uh, that really helped. That really helped Buffalo in this one a lot. Rams 26, Giants 25. Rams squeeze squeeze by on this one, uh, but hey, it wins a win. Uh, and hey, they got another uh, another guy in their offense that's really stepping up. Kieran Williams running three times for a touchdown. Rams get a playoff spot and go in with um, with an extra uh, bit of uh, help for that uh, offensive arsenal. Cardinals 35, Eagles 31. This was a big upset here as the Cardinals go down the field late in the game to score a touchdown. Um, Eagles broke the tie with a field goal. Cardinals answered with a touchdown. Philly's now 11-5, and five, and um, they've lost like four of their last six, something along those lines. It's a home loss. 
Fans are irate. Fans want Sirianni and Matt Patricia out, which I find very interesting. Uh, Matt Patricia was once a good DC in New England. How much of it was him? How much of it was Belichick? I don't know. Sirianni, you know, I mean, this guy just took you to a Super Bowl last year. It would two new coordinators. Let's relax a little bit. It's not the end of the world in Philly, even if you don't win the division. Uh, let's see. Saints 23, Bucks 13. Was surprised by this one. Saints definitely uh up they're alive. They're still alive. And the Bucks uh they need to win to secure their uh playoff spot and the division. Ravens 56, Dolphins 19. Remember when the Ravens score or the Dolphins scored a bunch of points on the Broncos? We talked about it earlier, actually. Um, well, the Saints or the Ravens, excuse me, uh, they dismantled. Not just the Dolphins, but also the 49ers the week before. So the two teams that the Ravens could face in the AFC Championship game and in the Super Bowl, they dominated both of them. I'll tell you what, you know, the Chiefs have some things to work on, but I would love to see the Chiefs go into Baltimore. I want to see what Lamar Jackson could do against this Chiefs defense. I pray to God the Chiefs have a QB spot because they did it, and that's what Jake Browning did to help the team get off to a good start, but... You would think you definitely have that ready this time against a guy like Lamar Jackson. Steelers 30, Seahawks 23. I thought the Seahawks were going to win this one. Steelers, you know, for as much as Bengals fans want to make excuses about backup quarterbacks, the Steelers aren't. They're just going out there kicking ass uh, with a a third-string quarterback. Mason Rudolph, 274 yards, and they're still finding ways to win. They're still in it. Let's get to the Week 18 preview. Uh, Saturday games, Pittsburgh at... Baltimore, Baltimore might rest their starters. They should. The Steelers should win if the Baltimore Ravens rest their uh, rest their players here. Houston at Indy, AFC South on the line. CJ Stroud is back. I think this one goes uh, to Houston. And then Sunday games, Minnesota at Detroit. Detroit needs to improve their seating. Minnesota can still make the playoffs, but they need a lot of help. So this is going to be a um, an uphill battle for sure for Minnesota. Jacksonville at Tennessee. I know Jacksonville's been inconsistent lately, but I think they can uh, pull out a win against Tennessee. So I'm going to go with Jacksonville. Even if Trevor Lawrence is, is out, this is a wide-open game. And I know he's questionable right now. It'll change as the week goes on. No official designation. But um, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Atlanta at New Orleans. And then you also have Tampa Bay at Carolina. I think New Orleans will beat Atlanta. But I also think Tampa Bay will take care of Carolina with ease. So essentially, the New Orleans win will not matter ultimately. Denver at Vegas. They're just going to be playing for dog food. Philadelphia at New York uh, at the Giants. Here's the only thing I care about with this game. Can the can the Eagles rebound? Because yeah, they want to uh, they want to improve their seating and they want to um, they want to win the division, uh, try to win the division by improving their seating. Can they? How do they respond in this one? Because the Cowboys are now back as the uh, division leaders. So Philadelphia has some things to work on. Seattle at Arizona. Arizona's been playing spoiler lately. Seattle needs to win. Plus, they need the Packers to lose to the Bears. So a little bit of help there. Not um, It's not out of reach. But Arizona, man, they've, uh, they're kind of the spoiler team right now. Uh, and they love to do it one more time before uh, the season ends. And then Sunday Night Football, Bills at Dolphins. I'm just going to say it now. I know the Dolphins beat the Cowboys, but they are not playing very well against teams that have a winning record. And the Bills, they've got the hot hand right now. I know Josh Allen did not play particularly well uh, last week, and we went over that. But 
I think a lot of people uh, would still take the Bills in this one because the Dolphins, uh, I mean, first of all, the Bills, you know, playing much better football lately. The Dolphins, they just don't know what they're doing when they're playing a good football team. So as great as that offense has been this year, uh, they've taken advantage of bad teams. They have taken advantage of bad teams for sure. So I want to uh, switch over and go to my uh, playoff picture. So my number one seed in the AFC, obviously uh, Baltimore. Number two, I have Buffalo. So not a shocker because I did just tell you guys I think Buffalo is going to beat Miami. Three is the Chiefs. We know that. I think Jacksonville will win the division. They'll have the four seed. And then for the uh, wild card, we know Cleveland's got the fifth seed. Miami will have the sixth seed. And I think even though the Steelers will win, unless the Ravens, for whatever reason, play their starters, um, even though I think the Steelers will win, I do think it's going to end up being Houston with the number seven seed. And I hope they get it because, man, C.J. Stroud's played great, and I think he deserves that opportunity in the playoffs for sure. And I think it'll make for more intriguing matchups rather than Mason Rudolph, who, you know, give credit to him, but I'd rather see C.J. Stroud in the playoffs than Mason Rudolph. NFC side, number one seed, San Fran. Number two, I think, is going to be Dallas. I think uh, Philadelphia will beat the Giants, but I think the the Cowboys are also going to beat the Commanders. Number three seed, I think, is going to be Detroit. I think they'll take care of Minnesota. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as I told you guys, they'll end up winning the NFC. FC South. Uh, fifth seed will be Philadelphia. Sixth seed will be Green Bay. Uh, and I think Green Bay can also improve their seeding. I actually have the LA Rams. Even though the LA Rams, they've already clinched their playoff spot, they can still try to, you know, hold on to their uh, current playoff seed right now. But I do have the Rams losing to the 49ers um, in this one here. Uh, because I do think LA has been a little inconsistent as much as I like their offense. So I think they'll drop in the standings, but they have a playoff spot. So it doesn't matter ultimately at the end of the day. So that is my prediction for the playoff picture going into the wild card round. Step into 2024 with confidence. Thanks to manscaped where resolutions are met and hairs are neatly kept. As the new year approaches, why not make self-improvement a breeze by keeping your body well-groomed? Introducing Manscaped's Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, the ultimate all-inclusive kit designed to help you feel clean-cut and confident as you should. Featuring the powerhouse Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, this next-gen trimmer ensures precision and ease when tackling your toughest hairs. So kick off 2024 with a trim above the rest and use promo code FARZINE20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Their fifth generation lawnmower features two interchangeable next-gen skin-safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little off the top, and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires. New year, new you, and definitely a new trimmer. Manscaped's got your grooming resolutions covered. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FARZINE20 at Manscaped. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code FARZINE20. Happy New Year to your balls. I love the people who are arguing with me on Facebook and Twitter. They're like, no, he was double teamed the whole game. It's literally on tape. I don't know, man. I could like show a $5 bill to Bengals fans and they'll say, no, that's a $1 bill. I mean, that's how dumb some of you guys are. Um, Gwen says the team that scares me the most in the AFC are the Texans. I think the Texans can make things interesting, but 
that is a very young team. And I think, you know, it's not the case every single time, but 99 times out of 100, and I know that's a cliche, um, experience in the playoffs can be can be a big deal. Uh, any away game we go to this year, we win. All the BS talk about PM not winning an away playoff game will die. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's never... I, I love how, like, people are like, oh, my quarterback's won more road playoff games than Mahomes. It's like, well, shit, maybe try to win more in the regular season so he can avoid that. It's not really the fucks you think it is. Uh, what do you think the odds are the commanders are cleaning house, getting rid of Eric B- uh, Bellamy? I know what you meant, though. Eric Bellamy. If they do, do you think he comes back to Casey? No, I don't think so. Eric Bieniemy, I, I would love that for sure. But Eric Bieniemy, here's why he took a la- he ha- took a lateral job. Why? Because nobody ha- is hiring him as a head coach. He has to prove himself away from Andy Reid, away from Patrick Mahomes, away from Travis Kelsey, so he can, you know, prove himself. And listen, I think he really got a shit deal in this whole situation. He went to Washington to go coach Sam freaking Howell. Listen, no offense to Howell, but I know he had a lot of passing yards this year, but imagine, you know, having the best offense to work with. And because no one's hiring you, they think you're benefiting from that offense of that pretty much the, do, the dominance. You have to go and like coach a really shitty offense. That's a that's a dumb situation, man. It really is. But listen, man, I don't I don't hire head coaches, so I don't really know at the end of the day, you know how that whole thing works. That's uh, that's for other people to, to figure out. Hi, Faris. Happy New Year. Thank you, Mary. You too. Uh, I think it's smart to rest Mahomes. Can't get him hurt. No, not at all. That's why I think, you know, I know Chris Jones wants to get his million dollars. I think he needs one more sack or whatever. Um, you know, they um, they have a chance, but you want your players to be healthy. You don't want them to be hurt. If you want your million dollars, you want your 16 yards, you want whatever, fine. You get maybe one or two drives, essentially a quarter to do it. After that, we're taking you out. We can't risk injury. So that's um, that's how I uh, view it. All right, Chiefs and Chargers. For some reason, I did not change this. It still says Bengals, uh, but I'll change it now, even though it doesn't matter. Announcers for this game, Spiro Deeds and Adam Archuleta. Referee for this one is Scott Novak, by the way. Not a lot of you guys are going to be getting this game. So if you're going to be in Vegas, L.A., Kansas City, couple parts of the Midwest, you will get the game. But for the most part, a lot of you will not get this game. And listen, ultimately, you're not missing too much. So it's not the end of the world. Listen, I, I me as a fan, I'm more interested in Sunday night football than this Chiefs game. So uh, there you go. Uh, Giff Smith, been a defensive assistant. He's the interim head coach for the Chargers. Been with the Chargers since 2016 as a defensive coach. Also with the Bills and Titans prior to joining the NFL in 2010. He was in the college game for two decades. So he's been around a very long time. Knows a lot of people in the game. Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator for the Chargers. I thought he did a really good job in Dallas, by the way. Uh, But moved on from that. Is in L.A. now. Total offense, 19th. Passing 11th. A lot of that thanks to Herbert before his injury. And rushing their 26 points per game, their 21st. And a lot of that doesn't matter because you're going to be seeing a lot of backups in this game. Easton Sick is their quarterback. He has a 65.4 completion percentage. Herbert has a 65.1 completion uh, percent completion percentage. So that's interesting there. Um, Easton Stick has three touchdowns and one pick 
And I think those are all from the same game. Those are all from the uh, from the uh, blowout loss to the Raiders, the 63 to 21 blowout loss. Uh, Austin Eckler, he's got 617 yards and five touchdowns. He's got a 3.7 yard per carry average, a huge step back for him. Just look at his last couple of games, 13 runs for 46 yards against Denver, lost a fumble. He has four fumbles on the year, 15 runs for 65 yards against Buffalo. Not terrible, but still not good. Uh, he had 38 touchdowns in the last two seasons combined. Uh, 900 rushing yards, back-to-back years. Very active pass catcher as well these last two years and a completely different version of Austin Eckler this year. The backups, Isaiah Spiller and Joshua Kelly, they've been very active this year. Keenan Allen, who's been a big thorn in Kansas City's side over the years, he has 108 catches for more than 1,200 yards, seven touchdowns in 13 games he's played. He had six for 68 in Denver last week. Quinton Johnston had three catches for 91 yards against Denver. He's got 36 on the season, 36 catches, that is, for 414 yards and a pair of touchdowns. Their tight end, Gerald Everett, he's got 50 receptions for 407 yards and three touchdowns. He's also fumbled three times this year. So uh, Chiefs defense definitely need to know who they can uh, target if they want to pop a football out there. Their offensive line is not very good. Their best offensive lineman is their center, Will Clapp, and he's allowed 24 pressures on the year, which is not very good. Uh, t- uh, Trey Pipkins, the third, he is tied seventh in the NFL with 49 pressures allowed, and he's also allowed nine sacks on the year. Left tackle Rashawn Slater and right guard Jamari Salyer, uh, Sa- Sa- excuse me, they've each allowed 36 pressures. Salyer has allowed seven sacks, the, uh, the right guard Salyer. So, if you're the Chiefs, you got to put the best, whoever your best available players are, you got to stack them up on the right side because their right side of the offensive line is not very good. So that would be Kansas City's left side, I should say. So Kansas City definitely needs to try to stack up against the right side of LA's offensive line. That will be the key for uh, for the Chiefs to win this football game. Chargers defense. Uh, Derek Ansley, the uh, DC there, has uh, had multiple stops at Alabama. So he's had a few connections through Nick Saban's uh, crew, his coaching crew there. And that's given him some opportunities, even uh, coach for John Gruden for a year with the Raiders. Uh, Total defense, 29th against the pass, 30th against the run, 16th. Points per game allowed, they are 25th in that category. And the Chiefs did score 31 on them last time these two teams played. Uh, I want to say it was in uh, early October. Khalil Mack recently surpassed 100 career sacks. Good on him. He's had 16 on the year, the highest he's had in a season. And this is before the 17th game. So uh, even beating his previous totals when he did it during a 16-game season. So a uh, big season for him as well. Five forced fumbles. Likely going to face either Wanya Morris or Donovan Smith. We'll find out on Sunday. Joey Bosa might play on, on this one. He has six and a half sacks in nine games. Uh, prior to his injury, of course, Morgan Fox, the uh, defensive end, has five and a half sacks. Tilly Toby Toludo, I hope I said that right, four and a half sacks. Eric Kendricks, the linebacker, has three and a half sacks on 110 tackles. He's second on the team in tackles. Kenneth Murray, 
uh, expected to play in this one. He has 107 tackles. So uh, pretty good uh, linebacking corp there, but it has not. They have good key pieces, but they don't gel well as a unit. Asante Samuel Jr., obviously a very familiar name there. He has a pair of picks. The only player on the team with multiple picks on the year. The team has eight only this season, and he's responsible for a fourth of those eight picks. Darwin James has a pick. He also leads the team in tackles with 117. Not very good when your safety is the leading tackler. Uh, for uh, for a defense uh, safety, Alohi Gilman. He has three forced fumbles on the year. He's recovered two of them. Also has a pick as well. So one of the uh, aggressive physical safeties for the Chargers defense there, but not a whole lot of highlights uh, as you can uh, see. Uh, Darius Davis, the wide receiver, handled all of their return duties. He's a fourth-round rookie from TCU. He was first-team All-Big 12 last year and also won Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Year last year um, in his final year uh, in college football. He had an 87-yard punt return touchdown against the Jets on Monday Night Football in Week 9 against um, against the Jets, I just said. And the Chargers won on the win that one, 27-6. And uh, he ended up getting AFC Special Teams Player of the Week honors that week. So uh, definitely a, a player you got to be uh, aware of in this game. Cameron Dicker, Dicker the kicker. Everyone's uh, heard that name. 27 of 29 field goals this year. Never missed a PAT at all this year. Both of his misses were from 50 yards out. He did miss one against Denver. He had a weird game against Denver. He was 3 of 4 in field goals. Um, two of three were from 50 yards out. So he, um, he attempted several kicks from long range against the uh, Broncos punter, JK spot, uh, Scott, excuse me, 22nd and punt average 11th in net average punting. So that is the LA chargers in a nutshell. A lot of those uh, numbers really are irrelevant because they have an interim coach. They've dealt with a lot of injuries this year. Um, kind of remind me of the Bengals with a lot of the injuries they've dealt with, but you know, unlike the Chargers, the Bengals still had an opportunity for the playoffs, whereas the Chargers, even before their injuries, uh, things were just not going very well uh, with this team. Kind of a surprise. And a team like the Broncos were on the rise, and they made a, a kind of a threat at one point to uh, try to push for the AFC West, um, surpassing the Chargers, which was a surprise to me. My score prediction for this one, I'll be honest, I've gone kind of back and forth in this one. I think Blaine Gabbert, you know, he'll make some mistakes. He'll, he'll have some highlights in this one, uh, but I'm not expecting much from either team. I'm going to go Kansas. I'll, I'll say Kansas City wins this one. I'll go 16-13. going to be a low-scoring affair, so get ready for that. Um, you're going to have a lot of backups. You already have one uh, backup quarterback on the Chargers side. And the Chiefs are going to be starting a backup in Blaine Gabbert. And uh, Chris Oladokin will serve as the uh, second string quarterback for this game. So Patrick Mahomes, uh, it sounds like he is going to end up being inactive totally for this uh, for this football game on Sunday. All right, guys, that'll do it for this episode of the Chiefs Zone Podcast. Appreciate you guys watching live on Facebook and on YouTube. And for those of you who listened on Spotify, Apple, wherever it may be, where you uh, listen to the archive version. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. It is the final week of the regular season. Had to get, had to get at least one air horn in. Uh, could have done it earlier this week for or earlier in the podcast, rather for Buckyard, but uh, no, we didn't do it. Uh, so thank you all for downloading and listening to the podcast. If you have not listened to the previous podcast last night with Mike DeVito, please check it out. Great conversation with Mike DeVito. We touch on a lot of things, including his time in Kansas City with the Jets and Maine. Uh, so many other things. So please check that out if you haven't done so already. All right, guys. My name is Farzi Vasugian. I am out. Enjoy your Wednesday. <laughs>